0: We move now into that portion of our service where we reflect on God's Word. and I'm going to ask you to reflect pretty far back this morning. So a couple of weeks ago, October 16th, we were still in a series moving through the Old Testament people of God and looking at all of the ways that God worked through his Old Testament people. And where where we left God's people during that series was in exile, right? We played the game, carry it away as God carried his people away, but today we pick up in that same place. God's people are in exile, but they are not abandoned by God. God sends a word to them through Jeremiah, his prophet, and hear what Jeremiah has to say to God's people this morning.
1: Been destroyed by their enemies the southern kingdom of judah was also in trouble god was angry with the people of judah they did not obey him they lived however they wanted to live they sinned and were unfaithful to god
2: god loved his people he didn't want to destroy them god sent prophets like jeremiah to warn the kings and people to stop sinning and turn back to god but they didn't listen So God sent his judgment by bringing the king of Babylon to Judah.
1: King Nebuchadnezzar invaded Judah and took some of God's people, the best and most intelligent men, to Babylon. He left Jehoiakim in Judah as king. When Jehoiakim rebelled, Nebuchadnezzar invaded again and took more people captive. Zedekiah was on the throne in Judah when the prophet Jeremiah sent a message to Babylon to encourage God's people.
2: This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This message is from God to the people he sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. While you are in Babylon, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and grow your families. Work and pray for the good of your city. The exile will last 70 years and then I will come. I promise to bring you back to the land of Judah and I will keep my promise.
1: I know my plans for you, God declared. My plans are for your good. You have hope and a future. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God promised to restore his people's riches and bring them
2: back home. Jeremiah told the people they would experience more troubles. In the face of their powerful enemies, the Babylonians, God knew they would feel hopeless. So Jeremiah shared what God would do. God said, I will set you free and raise up a king for you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I will save you and be with you. I will bring you back to your land and you will rejoice. You will be my people and I will be your God.
1: God did not abandon his people the prophet Jeremiah encouraged God's people. He said God was going to save his people from captivity and raise up a new king, a forever king, from David's family.
0: If you ever played team sports or been on a team, you know there are kind of two kinds of teams. There are, there are those teams who, who like to have fun, and then there are those teams who have championship hopes, and, and they and they carry themselves very differently because the teams with championship hopes are so focused on what is going to happen then that it has implications for how they act now. Or the goal of practice isn't to have fun; it's not to get through it so that you get to play in the game. But the goal of practice is to get better and and to improve and. The hope that they have of a championship has implications for everything that they do now. The then informs the now. Jeremiah's letter to the people of Israel was also about the now and the then. And the then was really great. The then was an awesome victory. The then that Jeremiah speaks about, the hope that he gives to the people of Israel, is a hope for peace and prosperity, of returning to their land, of living in their home with their own forever king, of an awesome victory. But if you're living in the now, if you're Eli the elder over in exile in Babylon... You might be thinking, well, that's all nice, Jeremiah, but what about right now? Because as Eli the elder looks around him, he sees a foreign land. He's surrounded by people who who think very differently than he was raised to think. He is in a land with a king that he doesn't like, paying taxes to a people he doesn't like, and filled with the bitterness of being pulled away from the life that he chose for himself and placed somewhere that he doesn't want to be. What does God do for his people now? In the here and now, through the prophet Jeremiah, God gives his people hope. That's the message this morning, that God gives his people hope. And the hope of what God is going to do then has implications for the people right now. And you heard the implications in the video. Build houses, plant gardens, have children and marry them off. Do the normal life things here and now. But don't do them like bitter people in exile. Don't be filled with the bitterness of of hating the king, of hating the kingdom that you're in. Be a different kind of exile because you have a victory ahead of you. Don't just get through this time, but grow in this time. And so even though Jeremiah tells God's people to live normal lives, he tells them to live those lives a little bit differently by praying for the peace of the kingdom. They get to live out a little portion of the victory, a little portion of the peace that God is going to deliver them even here and now in their exile, by praying for peace, by being people of peace, until that day when God would make that hope a reality. And He would obviously, as God always does, He would make His promise come into fruition. God would return the people to Israel. They would live as people of peace. They would have kings that would support the worship of the one true God. And more than that, years later, hundreds of years later, God would bring them their forever King Jesus. And like Jeremiah, King Jesus has a message of now and then. Jeremiah and Jesus both remind us that the gospel of God is not a gospel of doing the right things and and giving the right amount of money so that God will bless you here and now. No. No, the gospel is the hope that God gives us here and now of a world of peace, of a victory, where our forever king reigns in Jesus. Now, now, in Jesus' life, the now was defined by a cross. It was defined by Jesus giving up everything he had to make that hope a reality. And he delivers that hope to you. Jesus, our forever king, delivers to you the hope of a world of peace. And that hope has both implications and applications for today. It has implications for today, just like for the people of Israel, their hope had implications for today. It means that even though we're here in this world of brokenness, and even though after elections happen, we might not like who gets elected, even though we are here and the taxes are heavy and the inflation is hard, in this world of brokenness, we also are here to build houses, to plant gardens, to have children, but not to do it in bitterness for the situations that we find ourselves in, but to do it filled with the hope that Jesus is delivering to us. See, the hope of God's kingdom of peace has implications because now we are the ambassadors Of Jesus everywhere we go we are the ambassadors of peace in our families as we raise our children to know the peace of Christ we're ambassadors of peace as we go out into the world to our workplaces as we go home to our neighbors we everywhere we go we're ambassadors of the kingdom of peace because God gives us a certain hope here and now that he will deliver peace and prosperity when Jesus comes back. God gives us a hope that has implications. But even more than the people of Israel, we also have a hope that has applications here and now. See, we aren't just ambassadors in a foreign country, but we're ambassadors who have an embassy of God. When we gather together with people who also believe in Jesus and the hope that we have, God actually comes to dwell with us. This place where we gather is our embassy of God, where God applies the hope. Even the kingdom that's coming comes down to be with us even here and now as God brings peace. He brings peace as he speaks forgiveness to you of the sins that we have that separate us from God. He brings peace as he speaks his own word to you through my mouth, as he speaks to you through your children, as he speaks to your children through you. God delivers peace in this place, the embassy of his kingdom of peace. And here on the altar... Jesus Christ, our forever king, reigns. We have a hope of the then when Jesus brings peace. But even now, God gives us a certain hope with implications and applications for every second of our lives. Like a championship team striving for the goal, we hope in the hope that God gives us. Amen.